Good morning. Oh, everybody sounds tired. Are you tired? I'm tired. But we're doing good. They're rested. It's from the turkey and the ham and things like that. (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas to you all. I'm glad to see you here. We got some stragglers still coming in. So we want to welcome you all in. We have some announcements. So you guys, if you're out there, we need you to come in and, and uh, so you don't miss anything. We want you to catch it all. Did everybody have a good Christmas? Good. Yay. I'm glad to hear that. How was your Christmas? This place is just filled with excitement it's this morning. It's lots of energy. Don't you feel it? <laughs> just. <laughs> lots of energy there. You know, I thought we might have a small crowd on Christmas Eve with the blizzard and all. Yeah. <laughs> We but did. we I, did fine. I prayed for that snow. Yeah. I was excited about it. But I it. thought today everyone would be home and it would be... Or they came in their jammies. I was looking Well, that was one. okay. That would be all right, I'm too. I'm still looking. Somebody's going to show up in their jammies. I'm sure of it. What's <laughs> so under you've... that coat? You have jammies on? No. I've got, <laughs> I got pants on. I, yeah. And your boots. <laughs> and my boots. And you got boots. I got boots. You... We got boots. <laughs> and Pat's got boots. It's boot day. Boots today. Dad's got boots. There you go. You got boots? No boots. Cindy, you got your boots on? She's got her boots there on. There we go. Yeah, she does. There we go. You've got announcements? I, I have a few. So just to let everybody know, this week, on, on Wednesday, we normally have prayer meeting. We will not be having prayer meeting this week because of the holidays. So if you have a prayer request or a praise report, Prayer cards are back on the tables. Please grab one. Let us know. Come and see me. Um, Any of that, we will still be praying, but we just want to let everyone have just some time to enjoy the holidays and recover a little bit. So that will not be happening. Women's ministry on Thursdays will be picking back up um, the week after. So it's just kind of a low-lying week, and you can just recover and enjoy that. What do you have? (laughs) Well, I'm... Ready for to recover. I'm Me too. Just, whatever that is. But I do need to announce, want to announce this morning, remind you that next Sunday is the day that we will be voting on Pastor uh, Jeremy Newland. You'll have opportunity to cast a ballot if you're a member of this local church. And just to give you a little bit of uh, understanding about the process with us, most of the time when we come here, we function more like a community church than a denomination, but we are part of a denomination called the Church of the Nazarene. Sometimes, if you're not from a particular tribe, you can, so many of our people come from different congregations, different denominations, or independent churches. And each one of those denominations or independent churches They do things their own way. We do things our way. And sometimes it's hard for us to assimilate and understand, okay, that's the way they do it. And I think it's especially hard when we think, well, we'd like to see a bunch more candidates before we make a decision. I understand that. It's just not part of our tradition to do it that way. So you'll have opportunity and trust. I'm trusting that we're praying and asking the Lord to lead us. Uh, as we cast a ballot, because uh, this is the way it works here. So, if you will, continue to be in prayer, and remember that next Sunday, when you come, you'll have opportunity to vote 
on Pastor Newland. Seems like there's something else I need to say, but I can't remember what it is. So I'll say it when I get up here to preach, if I remember what it was. And uh, then we'll, we'll press on. If I remember what you're going to say, I'll let you will know. Will you tell me I what it was? You know. I will. Because I... Patrick, will you tell me? Do you remember? Okay. Hey, can we kind of set things aside now and focus on the one who was born in that manger and died on that cross to save us from us? Let's worship together this morning. Amen. Let's stand.
That felt good, huh? Isn't it good to sing his praises? It just does something to your heart. Welcome people around you. Say hi to my mom. (laughs) 
Well, let's continue to worship. We are going to just continue to praise Jesus, but it's good to see everybody here. It's always nice when we get to come together. Would you guys just join me? I just want to welcome the Spirit in this morning because he's done so much. Have you guys watched The Chosen yet? I know some of you. I know some of you that have. Yes, I'm glad to hear that. It's so good, but we were watching it last night, and it just is so neat to see those different perspectives of what those people were like and maybe the personalities. Some of them were quirky. If you know Matthew in The Chosen, he's really quirky, and it's fun because you love him. He's just so great. But it just it's just so neat. Last night we watched the one with... Uh, the woman at the well and how Jesus just embraced her. And my mom and I got discussing it and I said, you know what? One thing I never really thought about was all the people that Jesus healed and ministered to when he was here on earth were chosen to show his glory. And it's really amazing because guess what guys, you're chosen too. And we're here to show his light and It's just so beautiful to kind of get a picture. I learn a lot from watching and seeing and things. And it was just really beautiful to see how he loved on that woman at the well. And then, if you know, she got so excited she couldn't contain herself. And, I mean, she just could not chill at all. She was out of control. And it was really wonderful to see how excited she was. So are we that excited about Jesus? Because we should be. We should be so excited about him. He has done so much for us. And and it's just such a beautiful story. So let's pray together, will you? Just join me. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we get to remember your coming. That you came here for us. And Lord, as unexpected as everything was and how it didn't go planned, the way that we pictured in our minds, Lord. We're just so grateful that you did it the way that was perfect to meet all of your people. Lord, I just ask you now um, to just come into this place even more. Lord, we know that you're here. We know that you are filling this place with your presence as we let you. So I pray that we will get out of your way, Jesus. I pray that you will be able to move in us, in our hearts, in our minds, that we can set everything aside and focus on you being here. Lord, I pray that you're glorified this morning. And I pray, Jesus, that this morning you give us strength where we need strength, endurance where we need endurance, and perseverance where we need perseverance. Help us, Lord. Help us through this morning, through this week. And I pray, Jesus, that we will love on you with our whole hearts and our whole minds. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
say. I love that. Can I have the ushers come forward, please? We're going to take offering now. Give back to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you guys for coming and serving Jesus. You guys can be seated if you'd like. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time together again. Lord, two times in one week is just really special. So I'm grateful for that, that we got to come into your presence intentionally seeking you out. Father, um, I just pray that we will continue to do that in our own lives at home. And Father, I pray that you will bless this offering that we're giving you. And Lord, I just thank you for giving to us so freely. And Lord, I just thank you for joyful hearts. And I thank you for what you're going to do with it, Jesus. Just watching all of your miracles, Father, through Scripture is amazing. And you still do them. You're still working miracles. So, Father, we just thank you for all you do and bless this offering and bless the rest of our morning, Jesus. Continue to come in, Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. In Jesus' name, amen.
you, Father, for coming. Thank you for sending your son. We love you, Jesus. Nothing is better than being in your presence, Lord. Thank you for filling this place in our hearts. Continue to move, Lord, as Pastor Tim brings your word. Teach us more. Draw us in more. Lord, we want to be like you, so transform us. Even we don't, when we don't feel like we ever will get there. We don't have to because you do it for us. We're just willing. So pour into us today, Jesus. And we love you. Thank you, Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. And our dismissed children, if you can go with Miss McKenzie to Children's Church, she'll be excited to greet you there. There was one other announcement that I needed to make. No one asked me to make it, but I think I've just done it for so many years. On the last Sunday of the year, I try to remind people that it's a good time if you have an extra gift you need to give somewhere uh, that you want to have, uh, not that you do it for tax credit, but if you want that, this is a good place to do that. So you can do that either by making sure that a check is here by midnight the 31st. Am I right, Jim? Midnight the 31st. Or you can do it online as well, and that will work also. And I wanted to brag on you and thank you for, uh, I was just, I was really blown away by the crowd that came together here on Friday night for our uh, Christmas Eve service. It was wonderful. And the children, we had so many children here that night, and that was exciting as well. So I bless you. And I, I would just tell you, if I was 20 years younger, I would be asking for this job for myself, but I just don't, it's just time for somebody else to do these kinds of things. Christmas is supposed to be a season of joy, and it is. It is a time of singing peace on earth, goodwill toward men. The world joins in with their Christmas lights and the parties and singing stuff like, have a holly jolly Christmas. Thank you, Burl Ives. And yet, have you ever noticed that the day after Christmas, or sometimes even Christmas Day later in the day, it can feel like somebody sucked all the holly jolly right out of the room. And maybe it's just me because I sometimes struggle with a large dose of melancholy in my personality. But about this time of the season... About this time of the holiday, about these moments, we are drawn more to blue Christmas than we are to white Christmas. We've picked up all of the torn up wrapping paper off the floor and stuffed it in one of those black garbage bags so we can set it out by the trash can when the guy comes by with the truck. And if we had a real tree, which probably no one in here did, but if we had a real one, it now stands semi-nude, having lost most of the needles that were holding the decorations up. And those Christmas goodies that looked so good just day before yesterday, now they just remind us of time on a treadmill 
And we know that tomorrow it's back to work and back to reality. There is an ebb and flow to Christmas. And that shouldn't be too surprising to us because it started out that way. If you'll follow along with me in Scripture today, if you would like to, by turning to Matthew chapter 2, and I'll begin reading with verse 7. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented them with gifts of gold and of frankincense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Christmas begins with optimism. It begins with this excitement, this anticipation that this year is going to be the best it's ever been. I was reminded just a couple of weeks ago of the Christmas song. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. It, was, it, it, it began as a poem. It was written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow in 1863. And that song, which was a poem, it begins with great hope and promise and optimism. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. They proclaim the message of peace on earth. That's what it seemed that that poem was starting out to tell us. And yet Longfellow was troubled with the fact that he could not find any peace on earth. And so his poem moves to a darker mood and the awareness of the cruel reality that we face that sometimes we kind of set aside during these days of celebration. You see, the years before he wrote those words had not been kind to Longfellow. In 1861, two years before writing this poem, his personal peace was shaken when his second wife, to whom he had been married 18 years, was tragically burned in a fire. The story, as I read it, said that she was doing something with sealing wax with her young daughter, when the mother's dress caught fire. And in an effort to put it out, Longfellow grabbed a rug and threw it over her. And in the process, he was also burned on his hands and his face that resulted in him beginning to wear a beard and became such a part of his appearance. From that day on, his wife sadly died the day after the fire. And then in 1863, during the Civil War, his oldest son, Charles, 
joined the Union Army. And in late November of 1863, he was severely wounded in the battle of New Hope Church. Now he eventually recovered, but his time as a soldier was finished. Longfellow hated the war, the Civil War. And when he received news about his son's wounds in early December, and seeing how many other soldiers wounded were coming home from other battles, Longfellow asked a friend, and then God, where is peace in all of this? And then it was picking up pen and putting it to paper that he attempted to answer that question. So the next stanza reflects that despair, that uncertainty. For it is that stanza where he wrote, and in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, good will toward men. That is a sentiment that we find as we move back to Matthew chapter 2 and verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So they got up and took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After the joy of a promise, God... After the joy joy of a promise that God... Brought to be. After the incredible expression of kings coming to worship a little infant. After the wonder of angels singing to shepherds and shepherds coming to acknowledge the birth. After stars and no room in the inn and yet a place for shelter during the tourist season. They are worn in a dream. Take the child and his mother and escape because things are going to get rough. The wonderful expression, the wonderful joy, but then reality sets in. They are warned in a dream. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. You see, the insecurity and the evil that lived within the heart of a tiny weasel of a despot named Herod who was so driven by greed and hate and suspicion that it drove him to issue this decree in order that all of the young boys under the age of two should be killed. Why? That way he would be certain to get this newborn king eliminated. 
And that's the reason why it is assumed that the wise men perhaps did not see the infant until two years after his birth. Herod is saying, this, this new king could be as old as two. Anyone under that age will be eliminated. Let me remind you about Herod. Things that most of you already know, but maybe you've forgotten. Herod was the kind of person that if he suspected anyone of being a rival to his power, that person was eliminated. And because of that, he murdered his wife, he murdered his mother-in-law, he murdered three of his sons that he thought might be his rival for the throne. He was so warped that Augustus, the Roman emperor, said it was safer to be Herod's pig than Herod's son. When he was near death, he gave orders that a collection of the most distinguished citizens of Jerusalem should be arrested and put in prison, and that the moment he died, they should all be killed. The reason was because he knew no one was going to shed tears for him, no one was going to mourn his death, but he was determined that some tears would be shed when he died. So I'll eliminate them all. Mm. That first Christmas. Once the excitement was over, and the baby was born, and the angels went back into the heavenlies, and the wise men were gone, and the couple had time to reflect and realize what was happening, it was not, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And life is often like that. Some of you here this morning are walking through uncomfortable days. You were probably able to push back dealing with some reality through the Christmas holidays, but now that's passed, and that issue that you have faced, that conflict that you're dealing with, that appointment that you don't want to take, that disappointment still lingers out there, just waiting for some resolution. Some resolution. Longfellow does find that resolution for his distress. And it brings this incredible poem, this song, to a riveting conclusion when he writes, Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, good will to men. You see, moving back to our text, we find that Joseph was afraid to return to Judea because Herod's son was reigning there. And so he took the family to Galilee, to a little hamlet called Nazareth. And incidentally, the people who lived there were called Nazarenes. That's where we get our name. And there, Joseph and Mary would raise young Jesus along with other siblings. And there, Joseph would teach Jesus a trade. Carpentry. For Jesus was a carpenter. 
Can I tell you this morning that there are times when our trust in God, our trust in God is where the joy resides. It's when we join Longfellow in proclaiming God is not dead nor doth he sleep. For unto you is born this day in your spirit a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Almighty God, Redeemer, Savior, Lord, we bow in Your presence this moment to honor You and to give You thanks. We gathered here this morning like we would on any particular Sunday morning to worship you. But Father, we also gathered to give you thanks for the fact that even when the days of joy seem to have passed, there is still that abiding peace and joy that comes simply from you. We all deal with and will deal with those issues in life that are uncomfortable, not fun, not anticipated, but dreaded. And yet, Father, you have promised that you would walk with us through it all. And we give you thanks for that today, for the promise that is wrapped up in those swaddling clothes in that manger, that you will walk with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Seems like it would be wrong to quote that song to you and not ask you to sing it. So let's stand together and sing. I heard the bells on Christmas Day.
face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. Lord bless you today. You are dismissed.